Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. Today, we have the Rock and Pod 2 Podcaster Interviews, where I sit down with fellow podcasters and friends of the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today we are continuing our coverage from Rock and Pod Expo 2 in Nashville, Tennessee, at the ass end of August. As you probably know, a couple episodes back, we did our uh, Rock and Pod Expo recap where uh, Luce basically grilled me for all the little juicy details. What he really wanted to know was, did Aaron Camaro puke? Uh, you will not find that out on any of our shows, but check out Decibel Geek's uh, recap of that, and you will get the answer to that question. I promise you. And in between uh, that and this, I threw up the uh, an episode of all the interviews I did with the featured guests that attended the expo. You know, I had Ron Keel, Troy Laquetta, uh, Mike Vacera, and Gary Corbett. So make sure you go to check that out. Those were great guys to talk to. It was a lot of fun. Today, it's not so much about interviews. It's more conversations I had with fellow podcasters. And listening back... I, I really wish I could have got more people in, but it was such a blur. I was joining other shows. I had as many shows on as I could. I know there was one person in general that I had to get, and that was John Lamoureux, just because I didn't get a lot of uh, a chance to talk to him last year. And he, he just seems like an interesting, interesting cat, and I think he delivered when he sat down and talked with us. A couple quick notes about the Rock and Pod Expo, since this kind of wraps everything up for us. I'd like to say a special thank you to Chris Sinzak, not just for having me or having the Cobras and Fire podcast uh, represented 
happened at the expo, but just for being a pretty good person and a good friend and a, a total asset and ally in podcasting. From the beginning when I started writing for Decibel Geek uh, to the moment that Loose Cannon decided that uh, he wanted me to join his journey here in Cobras and Fire, it's just been one good thing after another that that started with you know uh, me getting a chance to you know start a relationship with Chris. So Chris, great job on the expo. Last year was a blast. This year it, it was so much better. It was next level. I can't wait till Rock and Pod three. Aaron, it's always a pleasure meeting you. You are my favorite cheesehead on the planet. Uh, and other than two Sundays a year, uh, I consider you a near and dear friend. Thank you for uh, letting uh, a bunch of us get hammered in your backyard. Uh, a tip of the hat to your lovely wife for uh, her grace and patience. Uh, we all are fortunate to have supportive uh, spouses in her life, I think, for the most part. And I want to give a shout out to Ian Wadley and Ralph from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I got to talk to Ian a little bit last year, not too much Ralph. This year I got to spend a lot of time with both of them. And it just amped up my respect for the two of them. Just a hilarious, funny guys, good people, and strong opinions, and not afraid to stand for what they believe in. I love all that about them. And they brought a couple people with, Scott Stein and Metal Mike. You guys were a lot of fun to chat with. The other Metal Mike who shoots pictures for Decibel Geek, uh, I love the picture you sent of me. It's one of the, It's already probably my favorite picture of myself. Uh, and my wife will have a hard time believing that because I like to look at pictures of me, apparently. Uh, to lose Cannon, uh, I really missed your presence, your essence, everything. I wish you were there. To all the podcasters, notably Pods and Sods, uh, Matt Porter from the Kiss Room, uh, and Ken Mills. I really wish I had a, a chance to sit down and talk to you. And, of course, Courtney Cronin-Dold. Uh, we did have her on shortly before the podcast uh, that was sort of covered, but it would have been great to sit down and chat in person uh, you know, out with the mics on a little bit. Uh, we did talk uh, off mic quite a bit at the comedy show where she killed it. Uh, and so anyway, for everybody that was out there, I had a positive time from the moment I landed till the moment I got to the airport. Oh, and a quick shout out to Wally and Rich, uh, the Meister, fellow Decibel Geek alum who flew all the way from Canada to represent their show, CGCM. Uh, it was a blast finally getting a chance to, 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 to meet and chat with you two. I wish we would have had you on the program, but I'm sure at some point we will. So here are the conversations I did record. I hope you enjoy it. Once again, uh, apologies for not catching the noticeable home a little bit earlier and maybe rebooting everything. But I think you're still going to like it. At least I hope you do. If you made it and you talked to me, thank you. If you didn't, you should come next year and I will buy you a beer. Pinky swear. Finally, we have Sonny Pooney on the Cobras and Fire show. I finally got invited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what to I say to that. I was worried that I might uh, start crying on your show. Yeah. I can't really take the, the beating that you guys give. Uh, you know, because uh, I'm homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're sensitive. You, <laughs> you, you, didn't have a, you don't have a proper social upbringing, so you, you're not yeah. sure how to handle uh, social engagements. I get that. Yeah, it was sheltered, you know, <laughs> how it went. 
Yeah, yeah the one shot we had, I was stuck on the California freeway. Yeah. Um, when I first started seeing your name pop up as far as, like, I, I think it was I, probably the first thing I heard your name, because it definitely is one that sticks in your head, uh, was when Chris would give out the shout-outs to people who shared the, uh, the Decibel Geek episode. Uh, but then you started working with, is it Podcast Rock City? Yeah. And then uh, now you, you were with Growing Up Rock. You've pretty much taken over podcasting in about a 12-month span uh, and, and became basically, like, you're basically second to Ken Mills as far as notoriety. Uh, well, even being mentioned in the same breath as Ken Mills yeah. is exciting. Yeah, he's um, amazing. I just, I have an obsessive personality, so once yeah. I get into a hobby, I usually go full force if I like it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, music, I just don't have a lot of friends that talk music. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know about you, but... Except for the podcast and community, I don't have a lot of personal friends that are the same music I am. Yeah, I have a couple. You know, yeah. like, and actually one of my oldest friends, you know, he's yeah. my college roommate, uh, my best man at my wedding. He lives in Denver. Um, him and I have always, like, yeah. you know, before he got married recently, we would have one-hour phone calls where all we're yeah. talking about is that Cinderella record. <laughs> and even, like, more ridiculous shit, like the T-shirt he would wear <laughs> at school, you know, and it was all based around music. and. And like a lot of the podcasters, you know, he's very strong in his opinions, and, and it's a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. It, it's difficult for people that don't have the passion because when you have a very strong opinion, if you're not prepared to engage in that, it's, it's very unnerving for people. Yeah. So I get that, that yeah, I, I don't talk about this shit at family get-togethers and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, this is it, you know, and it's like we all go on each other's show, right? Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what it was for me, so... Being in the job that I'm in, you know, rock music isn't the center core of that job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just don't have... I have friends that I can talk to about it, but it doesn't happen every week. That's for sure. Yeah. We get together maybe once or twice a year. And you're absolutely right. If you got a strong opinion around something, at least I can be open enough to hear somebody else's opinion, yeah. whether I agree or not, right? But usually my opinion connects to something personal that happened while I heard that music. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So... Yeah, this is a total different world here. I think, this, like, well, let's just say at the level that we're on, I don't know if it's higher or lower, maybe probably lower on the social scale, but uh, it doesn't seem like people get too butthurt over a different opinion. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. I totally disagree. And then it's more of a fun debate than it is, like, you know, on a personal attack, you know. Yeah, I think you need the yin and yang. Um, there's been several times where somebody will say something. I'm like, really? I did not hear that in that music. Yeah. Let me go listen to it again. And at times I'm like, okay, this is the same crap I heard before. And at times it's like, oh, okay, right? Uh, recently, Invasion of Your Privacy. Like, Stephen's totally into that record. I'm like, I never liked that record. I listened to it again. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. I guess I could listen to that. I never changed my mind about The Elder, though. <laughs> <laughs> he just winked at me. Yeah. I, I am a, I'm a fan of The Elder, yes. Uh, well known. Um, you're, I wanted to talk to you about your review that you, the 10-part or 11-part review oh, yeah. of Gene Simmons' vault. Yeah. Uh, it was actually well-written, and, and for me, it's your grading that I have a problem with. Yeah. I've actually heard it. Yeah. There is maybe two songs that I would give a C. Everything is below that. You you, you went, C was the bottom, the, fl the floor for you. Yeah. Come on, Sonny. Yeah, I think there was one D. <laughs> I don't think I gave any Fs. Maybe two Ds. I think there was a piece of it where... I got to experience something very, very exciting. Yeah, I'm right? talking just the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, but I think it all has to do with it, right? So part of it was I got to feel something very exciting. 
part of it was I was measuring it up against other Gene songs that landed on Kiss Records, mm -hmm. right? And I probably did the reviews too fast. I, try, I did them all in 24 days total. Yeah, okay. Right? I should have waited. Because now that I go back and listen, I'm like, that's okay. That's probably not as great as it sounded when I first heard it. You're gonna, Toomey's going to be pissed off. Yeah, I know. Toomey's having a tough you time. You need there. the table? Okay, we're just going <laughs> to. Oh, oh okay. was that the same time as Troy? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> okay, it worked out. Yeah, we got Kiss fans here. They get Toomey, Toomey's just making sure I got some editing to do when I get yeah. home. Uh, but was Kiss your first uh, crush for music? or? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Heaven's on Fire video. Yeah. Oh, so you came in in non-makeup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really, you know, being of uh, East Indian descent, it was all Bollywood and stuff at the house. Oh, right? okay. So, uh, and so 14 years old. People are talking about MTV a lot, and so I go home and watch it, and one of the first videos I saw was Heaven on Fire. That was a great like, video. That guy just jumped through a hoop of fire. I want to do that the rest of my life. So I started watching MTV a lot, and I, I really got into the pop music first before okay. I got into the hard rock. All right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's melody, it's vocal, it's guitar riff for me. It's a combination of all. I really like Duran Duran because it had the guitar riffs, yeah. right? So... I kind of edged towards harder rock later on because it seemed more rebellious. Yeah. But I always loved the pop stuff too. And, and back to the vault, you were at the first vault, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was with Ace kind of showed up. And who was all there? Eric Singer, Bruce yeah. Kulik, Ace. And that had to be amazing. It was amazing because I had never met any of those people. Yeah. Right? So in one Small shot, room. Yeah. Yeah. So and they, I got to see, obviously, some of the, the video footage of it. But uh, I don't know. I mean... It changed my mind on the vault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when I first saw it, I'm like, two grand. You know, <laughs> but then when you tie in what you're doing, I, you know, if someone wants, I, I never begrudge anybody for what they want to spend their money yeah. on. You know, yeah. I still wouldn't pay two grand for that experience, but I got it. I was like, okay, the box is a great fucking collectible. It's cool as hell. Right. Uh, who cares what the music is? You got to meet Gene. You got to do this, but don't you think some of those recordings, it's like he just had, like he went to a Kiss Expo and bought bootlegs. These are not his. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. got stuff that was recorded in the 90s that sounds worse than his demos from the 70s on there. There's uh, there's somewhere, and the stories are interesting because he'll put in there, the story is, you know, it's from 1992, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then later on, he says it's from 1976, blah, blah, blah. So not no, too sure. No time was spent trying to clean them up either. No. It I was just press so. play and record and walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the $2,000 thing, 50-50 on it. It kept away some of the folks that are laissez-faire fans, mm -hmm. right? And you got real true fans. But then it kept away some of the true fans, too. Yeah. So that kind that's of sucks. What, It did seem punitive to to the, the hardcore fan. I don't see why he couldn't do what he does. And then also, like, just for 150 bucks, you can buy a thumb drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll just mail the damn thing to you if you just want to hear the music. Because, you know, I get that. You know, there are VIP kind of experiences people can afford and others can't. So, yeah. but yeah. but that's cool. You know, you, you, you bought it yourself and then uh, you, you got to bring a friend, right? I, I brought my brother. Okay. Yeah, so my brother and I experienced it together. He had already met Ace once, uh, but he hadn't met any of the other guys. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was just in it for the ride. He's, uh, he's a Kiss fan, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't really care about the music. That wasn't it for him. He wanted to meet his heroes. Okay. Well, in closing... Give me uh, an album. 
Tell me something you, you hate. What's something that just sucks to Sonny Pooney? Because you're always so duckies and bunny. Let's hear something negative yeah. from Sonny Pooney. Just something. What, what music, what, what album blows? You may not be happy. Not the I elder. You, you got to give me something other than okay. the elder. Anything by Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, or Rush. Okay. Eh. Sorry. I like Pink Floyd and Rush a little bit, but <laughs> I'm going to the Grateful Dead. I just can't handle the prog rock. I just can't do it. It's, I need my music dumbed down. Like, can, can you throw a swear word in there? I need my music fucking dumbed down. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> the nicest man I've ever met, Sonny Pooney. Sonny, thank you. See, this is painless, right? No, it's completely right. painless. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Sonny. <laughs> thanks. Hi, Baco. How are you today? I'm good. You just got done doing an excellent panel. Uh, what was the topic? I came up late. Well, I hosted one. They asked me to host last year a panel uh, that we called Songwriting and Collaboration. Okay. And uh, so uh, just only about a week ago, Chris asked me if I'd be willing to do it again. And he lined up the people. So that's what we did. Cool. Um, yeah. well, well done. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, you're po- Wait, you're out of Utah. Is that right? Well, I grew up in Utah. Okay. I live in Denver. Oh. So I, I record out of my house in Denver. Are you Mormon? I grew up Mormon, yes. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means that... Uh, I don't have an agenda here. I'm just curious. No, I know. I, I Yes, I guess I am. I'm okay. a, I consider myself more of like a cultural Mormon. Okay. I'm not the diehard believer that's... practicing, maybe? I don't know. Uh, no, I, I would say I practice, but I'm not like, you know, trying to convince anyone that I'm right or they're wrong. I don't... It's not like that for me. Sure. I just want you to know that I think everybody from Utah is Mormon. So a lot of them are, yeah. probably half of them. <laughs> yeah, Fair that's enough. true. Now your show, The Hustle, you, you you talk about a lot of more pop music, almost like in '80s. Is that fair to say? Like, well, I try to like one-hit wonders. I try to. The focus of the podcast is how do you build a career over time? How do you maintain? Right. How do you pay your bills? Now I grew up in the '80s, so it's easy for me to interview a lot of the people from the '80s, but. I try to cover all genres, all decades. Um, you know, here we are at the end of August. Most of my guests in September are all out of the 70s. Okay. A lot of yacht rock yeah, uh, people right. and stuff like that. So I just reach out to people that I think might have an interesting story or that I could help them tell an interesting story. And they don't, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Well, it was your Steve Ferris interview that I suddenly realized that you also like Kiss. I would have, yes. I, I would have just, just like I assumed you were Mormon. I assumed you weren't a Kiss fan. You just Love seem Kiss. above it, you know. <laughs> That's true. I don't have any k- tattoos of Kiss or anything. I and I was Paul late Stanley. to the game. Oh, there it is. You got the Paul Stanley <laughs> rose. Um, I will admit, I grew up knowing who Kiss was, but it wasn't until about five years ago, five or six years ago, that I really hopped in all the way. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're like this, but every now and then it just occurs to me that like 
I've always liked this band. Why do I not have everything they've ever done? That's definitely happened to me in my life. Yeah. I do. I go through spurts where, you know, a couple years ago it was Roxy Music. I was like, I like Roxy Music. Why don't I own every Roxy Music album? Or Earth, Wind & Fire. Or I did it recently with Midnight Oil. And, I, and so a few years ago I thought, I love Kiss. Why don't I go deeper into Kiss? Yeah. And here's the story. This is the thing that made it really magical. My kids were little at the time. And so I started buying all the Kiss CDs yeah. off Amazon. And they would, you know, we're all in the car. And they would see these album covers of Rock and Roll Over and Destroyer. And they, it captured their imagination. They were, you know, five and four or something like that at the time. I was seven when I started listening. Really? Yeah. So they, they went all in. They became obsessed with Kiss. And it became a thing that we could do and get into as a family. And so a couple years ago, Paul Stanley came through Denver on his book signing, and I took my oldest kids, and we got our picture taken with him. I took them to Cheyenne, Wyoming a couple years ago to see Kiss in concert. Okay. My kids know them as well as I do, and so it became this thing that we could all do together, and that's what my love and interest in Kiss is mostly rooted in. It's a pretty unique story for it a is. Kiss fan, yeah. I know. Um, what, what, what was the first record you kind of dove into, and where'd you go from there? Well, I had bought... Alive one years ago, like used in a CD store, and I liked it. Um, yeah, you're gonna mock me. Your listeners are gonna make fun of me. I saw them on Letterman do um, uh, Sonic Boom, Rock, oh, uh, Modern Day Delilah, modern day Delilah yeah. and I thought this is great. That was actually the moment when I thought. What have I been missing? I mean, I was a casual Kiss fan. I even saw them in concert on their reunion tour in Utah, yeah. and I was blown away, but I wasn't like intimately you know, familiar with every single song. It was seeing them do Modern Day Delilah off Sonic Boom on Letterman that I thought, I've been missing out. Yeah. And that's when I went and bought them all in order and listened to them in order. And Did you happen to hear our uh, breakdown of the Sonic Boom record? Well, I, I no, but I know almost <laughs> nobody likes that album. And so I'm not surprised. We got some hate for it. Yeah, we, we, I know. We tore it apart. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not surprised. To me, it's a really fun rock record. Okay. I like it a lot. It seems to me it's like them. Uh, what's the big word that I heard used to describe it? Simulacrum. Do you know what that means? It's like a like a '50s diner, like now. Yeah. But it really doesn't accurately. It's like an over. It's like they're trying to be what they were, but yes. they're not really that. Yeah. A copy of a copy there of a copy. Go. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And if I were a, if I had been a Kiss fan from the '70s, I might be annoyed by that monster and the things that they do now. Yeah. But I'm not. And to okay. me, it's like, I just the guys are great. What they do is fun, and I'm I'm okay with I'm okay you, with you all like of all them. the eras. The well, you know, I don't pop. I I don't love Revenge. I don't love music from the Elder. There's I don't like Carnival of Souls at all. But I own them. Yeah. If I were in the mood, they're there to pop in. You know, okay. but. Uh, no, I like the glory days just like everyone else, but I'm not angry or offended by where they are now like uh, some of you just, are. I, I, I love that they're such a fun band to talk about. Mm -hmm. They have such Absolutely. a colorful history. Yep. So much, you know, there's so much there. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I have strong opinions about all this stuff, but I, it's fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have, like, be upset about, like, right. the last two records than have nothing to talk sure, about. Sure, exactly. I, you know, you saying this, I'm realizing my story of this being, like, a family thing that me and my kids can enjoy is probably the polar opposite of what they were meant to, uh, oh, right to yeah. be, you know, exemplify back in the 70s is this, you know, evil. And I'm sure that's, they weren't. 
That was oh, the right, impression yeah. they gave people. But when it, but it was so real then. I'll tell yeah. you from someone who was seven years old. I was in first grade. You know, and you don't understand how the world works. You know, people aren't on covers of magazines if they're not popular. Right. Nobody liked Kiss. It was me and one other kid in my entire world that liked them, and we got mocked and ridiculed, and we had to hide it when I had birthday parties so I wouldn't get made right. fun of, you know, and, and my parents didn't understand it. They were at least patient with it, but they thought I'd grow out of it. Right. Nope. No. <laughs> you grew into it, if yeah, anything, right? Yeah, if anything, right. <laughs> but no, so yeah, yeah it, it is kind of cool to hear a story like yours that, uh, because it, I can see that perspective totally. You're coming at it from a different direction, you know. Yeah. You know, it was the thing that was in my life, you know, when my parents got divorced, still had Kiss. When my dad got remarried and I moved, still had Kiss. And so for a lot of important years of growing up, I did have this thing I could hide away with when things weren't perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I had a bad childhood, but, you know, the, the certain turmoil that you deal sure. with. So that was one thing that, that never left. Mm-hmm. And then now that I got, got older, I feel like it's almost like I'm a kid that's moved out of the house and like, oh, my parents, I don't even understand my parents anymore. Right. So, right. But, yeah, no, I'm cool with it. I think that it's all fun and it's good, and I don't get as, you know, wrapped up on the the lesser material in the Kiss Cannon. Well, let's. Uh, what do you think about this Brock and Pod too? Uh, it seems like they got it. We are up a notch here. Yeah, I think so too. I had a blast last year. Mm-hmm. It was in a smaller, more you know, yeah, tightly packed street. venue <laughs> or whatever. But this is great. I um I do feel a little out of place sometimes just because I'm not in the hard rock and heavy yeah. metal. You're the only guy without a black t-shirt on right now. No. <laughs> basically, basically. Not that I don't like that stuff, but you guys all do it so well that I sort of feel like I'll focus on more of the poppy side. I think that's side. why you need to be here, though. Well, there has to, I mean, we, we don't need another KISS podcast true. represented here. We got plenty of hard rock represented. Let's get, you know, I like the fact that there is like you, Pods and Sods, or a little yeah. different like that. Joey from Rock Strikes 10. Yeah. It's kind of a different show, too, so. Yeah, hopefully this will continue to grow and diversify. Yeah. Uh, and it, because if it doesn't diversify, then let's just make it a really big hard rock and heavy metal focused expo, which sure. is perfectly fine too. Right. So I think it's still kind of finding itself, still figuring out what they can do and what guests they can get and what podcasts want to come. But it's such a special experience being here with everybody. Yeah. Well, John, I, I didn't get a chance to spend much time with you last year. You were definitely one of the people that I was going to make sure I had a chance to talk to thank and hopefully you. get you on the show. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. And I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll be talking to you more today, but uh, all the best. Hello, yeah, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. And I was thinking maybe later on. We could get together for a while It's been such a long time And I really do miss your smile I'm not talking about moving in And I don't want to change your life But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around And I'd really love to see you tonight Welcome back, Joey, from Rockstar X10, Rockin' Pod 2. How are you doing today? I am I'm, uh, overwhelmed. I'm over-interviewed. Uh, two other people. I, I'm actually begging someone to interview me right now. Oh, right on. Um, so where were you born? I was born uh, in a dead me. man's town. No, I, I was born in East L.A. I was born <laughs> in... Uh, um, go Raiders. Okay. Uh, so, no, I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. That's the truth. That, that's the truth. Oh, okay. Not the band Baton Rouge. 
that I saw. Underrated. No, I tell you what. I have you ever even heard a note from that band? Mm -hmm. Like, have you? Okay. Because there were. Did you see a guy wearing a Baton Rouge T-shirt at the pre-party last night? I did not. I saw. I was like, that is the guy that was like, this is my deep cut, yo. Yeah. Like, I am a fan. I'm pretty sure Rock and Ron Runyon's new show is going to feature an entire episode on Baton Rouge. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's either them or Babylon AD. I can't remember. Well, it's not XYZ, but it's it's in that same area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it really doesn't fucking matter. Guys, guys that were. Uh, didn't you guys reference Little Caesar during your Aretha Franklin tribute? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, that's about the same kind of wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> waiting for Raging Slab next week. And, uh, that's okay. Out of those, I'll take Little Caesar. But, yeah, uh, sure, why not? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Perfectly rated. I know I got on to like the, this is the third hour of Headbangers Ball. <laughs> and, this yeah. is not the front-loaded part of it. This is the part you have to go online and watch afterwards. Yeah, this is, hey, record label, shut the fuck up. We did play the video. Uh, so what, what, what is happening in Rock Strikes 10 lately? Are you do 10 songs by Baton Rouge? Yes. Uh, you know, it's down to like every other week. I'm not going to pod fade. I'm still always going to do the show no matter what. But yeah. It's rough, man. Like, this has been a weird year. So I like, this is... Coming out here, it's 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 kind of that rekindling, you know. It's it's like the guys that get anal. On oh, Christmas you start Eve, getting you know, yeah. like uh, like oh, this is why we're here, right? I don't know why I went there with the anal on Christmas Eve thing, but you know, I, hey, um, it was probably the Choni wipes. You could celebrate <laughs> Jesus's birthday with anal any day of the yeah, week. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, and uh, maybe the wipes will help. But yeah, uh, I, this is like where you. It's renewing your vows to podcasting, and yeah. uh, I feel like this is what the expo is now. Right. Because this is, today I was like, man, I'm a goddamn loser. I haven't done an episode in two weeks. I've got three in the can, of course, much to uh, Luce's chagrin. He's yeah. He's one of them. Oh, so, right on. Um, yeah, he told yeah, me some of these. Yeah, so coming up, Cobras and Fire listeners, I know a lot of you, most of you don't listen to Rock Strikes 10, but if you'd like to know <laughs> what Luce can more than you think, I think. top 10 favorite albums of all time are, Tune in in the next few weeks, and you will get that, my friend. I guarantee it. Coming soon, Baco, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. more than happy to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think for, for, for Luce and myself, we're, we kind of found our stride about January this year. It seemed like things started to click even, you know, where now it's real consistent, real well, you're easy. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, yeah. 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 In that January batch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the Megadeth ones were a great way to kick off the year, to believe it or not. Um, we had great numbers on all three of those episodes. Uh, we even had people clamoring for the third one when we just went away. And but well, I hurt my arm, and then um, <laughs> I found Jesus. Okay, where was he? Uh, where was he? For him and uh, he was actually in. The, the bottle that made me fall off the wagon again and then yeah. I'm just kidding okay. you, you, you've kind of made a couple of, uh, religious reference you want to get into this a little bit no okay no. I have okay. no idea what you're talking about <laughs> I, uh, you know uh, if, if only John Christ were here today oh yeah no, okay. he'd right. be a good get too yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this now uh, yay I got him yeah. That was my whole objective today. Just to make me speechless? Interview a couple of rock stars and yeah. make Baco squirm a little bit. No, but uh, no, our, our, our show is kind of, it's gliding right now. And I mean that in a good way. Like, uh, it seems like every week that we, when we do the show, it's pretty smooth. Um, him and I still kind of butt heads on, on certain things. But uh, the one thing that we both kind of do is like, well, 
just come to a consensus and walk away. At a certain point, somebody's got to, it's got to be one or the other if we disagree on something. It is just a podcast. And, you know, so, but we've gotten. In a very quality and funny podcast. You're, <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you what, I like a lot of these shows here. I really like your show. You're one of the only Aww. shows that I am current on. And the fact that I'm not a month or two behind. That means something coming from That means me. something to me. Okay. Thank you, Joey. And uh, I know, let's tell you what, let's, let me promote my show a little bit one more yeah. time in the sense that I, I, Ace, really not not an upcoming guest on my show. No, not my name. And, we haven't been able to get him either. We miss you, John Astronomy, this year because he was he was a hoot last year. I love that right. guy. Okay. I, this happened last year with the same guy, by the way. Okay. On my show. So... I really like to be interactive with the friends of the show. They're not listeners, they're friends, because if you're right. taking the time, you're a friend of mine. And even if I don't know you, but I'm always asking much to no response that, hey man, I do this list show thing. Uh, what do you want? What kind of theme do you want? So I'm going to put you on the spot, Baco. You tell me what theme to do on a future Rock Strikes mm. 10. I will make it happen within a month. Top 10 porn anthems. For real. That is a for real, isn't it? No, I, I wouldn't even... Are there such things? I'll look you know what? Let, let me marinate on that a little bit. I, I don't want to... No. I, I don't want to... I mean, I'll, book it. I'll definitely do it. Okay. Um, okay. That, that's not... But I, but I want it to be a good one. I don't want it to be something I just pull out of my ass. I was like, you don't have to... Honestly, you don't have to be on this episode because I'm going to have you on for the Desert Island list. Oh. Just what do you want to hear me riff on in a future episode? Oh, I got gotcha. you. to this at all. You know what? Uh, you don't the, have to be associated what, with what I like about but the content on your show is is a lot of the... Well, let's... Like, the, the details. Like, when you brought up the... <laughs> the... The, um, the... The... The animated... Uh, what was the, the the Megadeth video? Who was the the, the car- Duck Dodgers cartoon? Duck Dodgers yeah. cartoon. Those levels of like intricacy you don't get anywhere else. You know, you, we've had you in a couple times. Now the Cooper one, I was kind of a bystander in learning as we went, but the Megadeth one, I felt pretty confident I I could add something. But you continued to surprise both me and Lewis with with. And that's the kind of stuff you get on your show, honestly. I was, I was, um, I was actually even more proud of the finding the Jimmy Kimmel appearance. Yeah. Where they dress up like the Universal. Amazing. Monster. I mean, who does that? Yeah. Like, like, I've seen Rob Zombie perform with zombies on Tonight Show. Yeah. But I've never seen the band actually commit to that level of uh, costuming. I mean, that for a band that has a certain image, that was fun. Right. And that's what it should be. That's why. That's why Anthrax is my favorite of the big four. Because they have a sense of humor? They have a sense of humor. Not so much anymore, but that was a good open gate to them. Cause You're right. Because they seem to be a little humorless nowadays, but I know it's still there in them somewhere, but that's why. It's, it's, it needs to be fun at the end of the day, and that's, yeah. that's why I'm current on Covers of Fire. All right. <laughs> full circle there for you. Right on. No, I appreciate that. I, the kind words are great. Um, and, yeah, people should check out Rock Strikes Tens because... I was talking to John Lamero earlier, and and I and Arch I'm, Nemesis. Yeah, oh, nice. He came on the show though. We had, oh, we had a fun talk. Uh, let's get get on that one second, and then I'll, after I heap some praise on you. Um, I mentioned to him that I thought it was important that shows like him and yours and Pods and Sods are here to kind of give the give the room a little color. You know what I mean? Um, a, a little shape, something different. You know what I mean? It doesn't all have to be kiss and metal. I like the fact that there's a new metal podcast, Roach Coach, right next to you over there. Uh, I'm not a new metal fan, but the idea that this exists and it's part of this, you know what I mean? They've Should got, be a variety. They've got an amazing setup. They put my setup 
As far as the professionalism to shame, they've got real-ass radio mics over there. I'm not hating. That's impressive shit right there. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I got for that. So, well, uh, well, why is uh, Lamoureux your uh, arch nemesis? Um, I have 19 nemesises, by the way. I'm begging for nemesis. Uh. You know, we, uh, this guy thinks it's so funny that me and Lamoureux sometimes don't get along. It's so weird. I don't know what to do with this guy. But um, you have great mics, so this will be fine. Okay. Um, I got into it with him because I was trolling Mitch LaFon for his anti 90 stance on, like, 90s anything. And that's another podcaster who will never darken an expo. That's just the way it is. Mitch and, LaFon, uh, yeah, hey. And you know what? He's, he's a nice enough guy, but he's an Eddie Trunk. He's a welcher. In the, <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Yeah, he, um, no, he welched on a bet with me. Yeah, and now he does not respond to any message I had. Oh, please, can can I? I thought you haven't talked about this on the show. There's no way. I don't think so. No. What? Let's do this. Um, well, he's a, a Montreal. Uh, I think Montreal Canadiens is his team. Okay. And uh, the Minnesota Wild, and I just made a bet with him. It's like uh, the you know, and we we had made a couple playful bets like this before, but this is the first time it was about the show. Okay. Um, and I'm like, well, if the Wild win, they they played each other. You mentioned my show on yours, and if Montreal wins, you I'll mention your show. We'll give you a shout out on ours. And he's like, oh, like to tag on the outro? Perfect. No problem. Wild one. He never did it. He did, he continued to not do it. So I messaged him a couple times. And so, yeah, he he's a welcher. Oh, shitty dude. Yeah. I mean, all he had to do was say, and by the way, check out Cobras and Fire. I lost a bet. Yeah, that's all you had I to mean, do. I mean, my God. And that would be even better. That You could play that on your back outro for the next five yeah. years. That's greatness right there because he's. He would sound so defeated because he was defeated. Yeah, he's and, a uh, petty little bitch. But yeah, like it's. I was talking about. I was talking about Mitch on another show. It sounds like I'm obsessed with it now. I'm really not. But it was because of John. It's like I was trying to explain to John. He's kind of an Eddie Trunk. He has a bit more of a t- variety of taste than Eddie. Yeah. He goes a little deeper than Eddie. But since people look up to these guys as rock authorities, and that's just the way it is. Win, lose, or draw. They are considered rock authorities now at this point. Um. Maybe I can't. I, I don't understand people that enjoy heavy music, that that can honestly say that 100 percent of like a Nirvana or Smashing Pumpkins output is all dog shit. Whether you like, whether you even enjoy that band or not, or buy their album, you can't deny that there is at least one percent of that band that you could actually find appealing. Oh, I you see what you're saying. Band? Yep, absolutely. Like, that's limiting yourself. You know, go ask like D. Snyder, who will have a lot to say if you ever have one yourself. Yeah. Because he loves Mitch and he goes on a show. D will tell you the same thing. Like, who the fuck do you think those bands of the 90s were listening to? The Bay City Rollers? The Carpenters? No. They were listening to Sabbath and Kiss. Yeah. And they, they admit it. So they're kind of one of us and we shit on them. They were more respectful to Kiss than the bands of the 80s were. Thank you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They at least gave them some prank. Yeah. At the very least. They, had, they acknowledged that they liked them. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things. I was already dealing with LaFon Troll pro pro Lafon trolls against me because I was defending the Smashing Pumpkins who's one of my favorite bands right. and Craig Smith the only fans in this building of the Smashing Pumpkins I'm a fan Good. oh yeah we talked about that yeah. you, but you don't like Melancholy you're one of those nope. guys that cashed out yeah uh, that, that, but that's okay that was the direction he wanted to go sure it just wasn't for me I, I, I'm not angry at it yeah. but I'm like I don't know those, those, those records before it are much better we, we myself and John Lamoureux had both been on different tirades with different people and we happened to bump shoulders with each other in the chat yeah be like fuck you no fuck you so that's kind of where it was for a minute wow but then 
we were like, dude, tell you what. I, uh, I even did I did this non-name-dropping rant about podcasters at the beginning of one of my shows one time. And it was because of Lammer. I'll just say it right out yeah. right now. Um, but I said, you know what? We, we all have ego problems because we do this. And that's fine. We all have that me, pay attention to me factor. Because that's just the way it is, man. Or else we wouldn't be standing here with microphones. Right. We wouldn't go on the internet telling you what we think the best bands in the world are. So I recognize that. And the sooner everybody else recognizes this, we might actually get along a little better. And second That's of all, That's a good point. I was just like, dude, you know what? It's a sign of self-loathing, but I get it because you're one of us. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, and I know he he, he had the, those comments after last year's pod, podcast that he got a lot of shit for. Yeah. And I read it a little different than a lot of people. I'm like, well, shit, maybe we should have made him feel a little more welcome. I mean, yeah, but he never... I mean, like, I'm not saying... Some people need to be pulled in a little bit. Yeah, he didn't announce himself. And, uh, by the way, since a lot of people actually be listening to this versus my show, I will say, (laughs) wish you were here, Victor Ruiz. And I figured getting him in on a John Lamoureux segment would be brilliant. A little full circle from last year. Victor Ruiz, wish you were here. Andrew Jacobs, wish you were here. And uh, who's some more missing brotherhood? Todd Cunningham. Loose Cannon. Loose Cannon should be. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, I've heard of him. Todd, or you said Todd Cunningham. Uh, Kearney. Jason Kearney. Oh, yeah. He's another one. So our, our brothers and sisters who should be here, we miss you. We wish you were here. This is a great day, though, man. i got to say, uh, listen out. Yeah, this is a, it, it definitely is up a notch from last year, man. So That's J.J. French, I believe. Is it? It sure looks like him. It's not, no. <laughs> Sorry. Shock value question. Our, what, what everyone has their own setup. Yeah. yeah. What kind of gear they use. You guys got some, some good stuff here too. Do you yeah. ever get the? You know, you look like JJ French from Twisted Sister. Do you ever get that? Sometimes. Okay. He's a lot better looking than I am. <laughs> and a lot more successful. You know what I mean? He's a lot hey. more successful. The gentleman from uh, from Twisted Sister. He's a lot more successful and he's better looking. Is this you? Is this the? Or no, this gentleman over here. That's a nice compliment to me, though, I will say. Uh, hey, this is want. actually the, the other wipe. one. The other one's me. Uh, the Choney yeah. Wipe. It, so uh, what's the name of the, this, this wonderful show that I see so many people like coming over here? and uh, Cobras and Fire. What's that? Cobras and Fire. Excellent. Excellent. Cobras and Fire. Yeah. Love and as I understand You're it... You're listening to Cobras and Fire, live from Nashville Palace. <laughs> Are we really talking to J.J. French? I'm starting to think that that's the case right now. All now, operators are standing by. Come and listen to the wonderful Cobras and Fire. Come down, one and all. Uh, that, that, we're gonna, we're just gonna say that's J.J. French. Okay. Right. Frankie Hudak. Oh. Canadian from New York City. Oh, nice. Oh, hey, Frankie. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good. I, I, you know, I didn't mean anything by that. No, but no, that's good. I, I that was it. good shit. All right, no problem, no problem. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you gonna be at the Zanies thing tomorrow? No, I'm not. I'm heading okay. back. I'm here with the, the guys from Angel. Oh, right oh, on. Oh, right yeah. on. Yeah. Tell them we loved it. They were amazing last night. Dude, we went to the show. Dude, oh, great. I'll tell you, um, I'm dropping another podcast. That man, Michael Butler over there. You see that yes. really skinny gentleman with the curly hair. Right. Big Angel fan. Staunch, longtime Angel supporter in the early days of rock podcasting. First ever rock podcast who I'm trying to get to be best friends with Cobras and Fire. There was a little bit of shit last year about that. However. No bad blood here. But this is what rock podcasting is about is the brotherhood of it. Um, never stopped talking about Angel or Stars and brought it to the forefront for a lot of guys like us who weren't really raised on it. And, uh, like, dude, but back to that show last night, you were there. Mm-hmm. Dude, when they broke into Wild and Hot, I got a chill top to bottom. It was the shit. I loved it so much. Nashville got 
got electrified last night. It was great. That was a rock. I looked over and pointed at him and goes, that's a rock and roll singer. Yeah. Anybody here that Frank would care? Frank Domino's voice has gotten even better as he aged. It's, 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 it's so refined. It's, it's so powerful when he hits those high notes and, and his melodics are unbelievable. Tell you what, do you have one extra minute? I'm sorry I'm hijacking. No, this is great. Do you have one more minute? I need to ask you a weird, but it's a, it's a real question. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I know. Okay. You know these guys. You know Punky and Frank, right? Yes. Pretty well. I never had the balls to ask Senzak to put this on. I've always been super curious about the Zappa band. With the Zappa band? Do you, do you know do you know about the history of the, the, the Frank Zappa song no, about Punky? Okay, there was obviously there was a there was something said about an entire Zappa song about Punky, okay. and I don't know. I think it was just all done in fun because it seems like Zappa only would parody people that he respected, like Bob Dylan and people like that. So talking about Punky in one of his songs, I figured, okay, you know, he wouldn't even mention him if he didn't give a shit or if he didn't like him or not. So, maybe maybe they knew each other. Maybe so because back I mean, then, you know, a lot of people were friends with each other in Hollywood. It was, I, I, I always have never had the balls to be like, so what do you think about that? Do you think it's funny? Do you think it's mean-spirited? What's wrong with asking that question? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, all right. But um, don't tell him that I asked about this, but maybe someday I'll have the guts to come up to him and ask about this. That's a song that, if I'm getting a song here, do I get a song here? Sure. Will you play that song so people now know what this is about? It's by Frank Zappa. You'll like it, though, because it's, it's very Cobras and Fire-esque. Okay. It's called Punky's Whips. Okay. Done. I didn't, no. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, though? When you I do, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, he does though, resemble J.J. French. He had but. the accent, too, so I was totally throwing the fuck off. Yeah, no doubt. He did have a yeah. New York accent. You, you, could, know, you could clip any of that. Uh, going, d- yeah. Uh, d-, d. Snyder, I actually think I've decided now is kind of like my opinion of Rob Halford, where because he can eloquently throw together a sentence without sounding stumbling drunk, he gets more credit for being smart than he really deserves. Um uh, and I, I, I love him. I like that he's outspoken. And I love his delivery and the way he talks. Yeah. yeah. But he, I, uh, he has enough. He has enough hot kiss opinions that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Make you score him. Almost, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, probably. I usually agree with him on kiss, but uh, uh, anyway, for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, Joey, this probably seems like a good time to to pull it to a close after you hijacked that. By, by the way, well done. Wait, wait, wait to like just. Oh. You, you, Joey just interviewed a comedian for the show. Out of the blue, FrankieHudak.com. Frankiehudak. Yeah, let's give him. Let's give him a shout out. Frankie Hudak, and it's Frankie and then H U D A K dot com. Yeah, and CNJRadio.com. He might be a good guest for us if he's a comedian and he likes music. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got for right now. But until uh, we meet again on yeah, uh, so I uh, so a, a ten top ten island disc or something is that what you want to do? Well, with you personally for sure, yeah. but I, I uh, tell you what, we, let's get back to that real quick, and I'll get out of here. What is the top ten curated list that you would like me to do within the month? Just like as a request? Yeah, anything at all. It could be as general as you think it might be, and I probably haven't done it yet. Top ten replacement songs. Like the band, the replacements. Mm-hmm. Done. All right. Or can I family treat a little bit? Sure. Play a few covers. Okay. That that's good. I have. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to add to that. Okay. Um, I'm, I have started a new series as of last year called Family Tree. All right. And I did one on the Alice Cooper group. And uh, I'm going to do one on the replacements now, thanks to Baco here. Right on. All right. I Minnesota. look forward to it. Minnesota, man. Minnesota, bitches. Minnesota, bitches.
In today's rapidly changing world, musical groups appear almost every day with some new promotional device. Some of these devices have been known to leave irreparable scars on the minds of foolish young consumers. One such case is seated before you, live on stage. Yes, Terry Bozio, the cute little drummer. Terry recently fell in love with a publicity photo of a boy named Punky Meadows, lead guitar player from a group called Angel. In the photo, Punky was seen with a beautiful shiny hairdo in a semi-profile which emphasized the pooched-out succulence of his insolent, pouting rictus. Oh, Punky. The sight of which drove the helpless drummer mad with desire. Talking to make sure I get a level. Check, check, one, two. Yeah, we're check, check. Okay, bye. I'm here with Ian Wadley uh, of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Yes, uh, sir. And I'm also here with Vinnie Vincent uh, yes. in a dress. Uh, what size dress do you wear, Ian? Uh, triple sexy. <laughs> triple sexy. That's a good answer. That's, that's actually a dress size at Walmart. <laughs> I can't believe this thing doesn't say "get her done" on the back. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not a camouflage, and there's no fish hook. But uh, you, have to, you have to head to a Walmart after this, just to, so you can be photographed and then put on that page only people at Walmart or whatever yeah. it's called. No, it was it was great. Uh, I grabbed this dress at Walmart, and I actually had to try it on. Yeah, you got to make sure it fits. Right. So I take it in there. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's for a costume party. I gotta. And she's like, yeah, whatever, ponytail. Get your faggot ass in the fucking uh, dressing room. But, uh, no, it works. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of nice compliments. How did you uh, weasel your way into that Cherry Pie VIP episode? <laughs> uh, uh, that, if that, anybody worth the 10 bucks alone, just that episode. Uh, that was all BJ. Uh, he mentioned I was like, oh, I would love to talk about it because I have an opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's stuff I love and stuff I hate, you know, but... Uh, you know, fuck, that was an important album to me, so I felt I deserved to be there, goddammit. You, uh, you were... <laughs> Josh, oh, oh, hold on, Josh Toomey's here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I just... What do we owe you, like $10 yeah, for an appearance? He's on his way to hit some squish. Oh, shit. <laughs> Toby Wright squish. 
You gonna you gonna nail the interview this time? Yeah. We're letting uh, we're letting uh, this is gonna get cut out anyway. Why am I explaining what's happening? Too much shit over there. It's my one chance of breaking to the big time. Then you just break it all up. You got. <laughs> Ooh, middle. Wow, that's terrible. You see how he turns on you? Yeah, no. I, I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> like I didn't think we we're close to the middle yet. <laughs> oh dear God. All right, so back to uh, Ian Wadley and yes, the Rock and Metal Podcast. Yes, when, did, when did your show start? I actually don't know. Serious question. Fuck if I know. Um, I think 2014, maybe. Okay. maybe. So I actually probably did start listening pretty fairly close. I mean, I want to say shortly after I, before I was doing this show, I was listening uh, periodically. I, I, li- I, I like the, um, the Black Sabbath stuff you've done. Uh, the Born Again episode was cool. Nice. Nice. Uh, um... I'm glad you picked out that one episode you could stand. That's that's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. The rest I just hate listening. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. I get that a lot actually. But at least uh, somebody listens. I, I mean, I wish people would hate listening to our show. Right. Because <laughs> then they would be listening. Hey, to I, I, I listen to your show. I listen to your Erie Vaughn episode. Yeah, right on. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I enjoyed it. Got to meet Harry today. Very cool guy, man. He's yeah, he's cool. pretty laid back, isn't he? Yes, yes. And, and of course, he was probably uh, aroused. Yeah, isn't everybody? Yeah. I mean, really? You've, you've uh, created a lot of boners today. Yes. yes. <laughs> a lot of trouser wood. A lot of confused boners. A lot. <laughs> yeah, like, they don't why? know why, but they're excited. <laughs> why am I turned on? Yeah. Well, I knew why. Yeah. I was like, damn, that looks good. <laughs> the funniest looks were in the bathroom. That's because they're the most confusing. Like, you know, pulling up the dress you know, do to I, piss. Do I piss or do I jack off? I don't know. Why can't you do both? Either way, I'm touching my dick. You know. Yeah. Well, Toomey rubbed one out to uh, a picture of uh, Dolly Parton on the side of a tour bus earlier today. Nice. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> nice. I, I think I rented that. And I forgot <laughs> to rewind it. Uh, so uh, how is everything going today? going good, man. I'm fucking hungover from yesterday. Uh, last night's uh, pre-party show was oh, yeah. a great concert. Uh, was that uh, Greg Mengus? Yeah, Where Greg Mengus. Yeah. Uh, I missed Ron Keel, but we got to see Greg Mengus. Uh, got to see Tor Tora. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, I, I knew Walking Shoes and that was it. But what a great live band. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I thought Punky Meadows and Frank Domino killed it. Playing those old angel songs, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Then again, could have been the drugs. Yeah, I'm okay. On a lot of drugs this weekend. Of course. Uh, you know, but it, but it's uh, it's a good time, man. And today, everybody's showing up. I see a lot of smiles, man. And that's what I love. I see a lot of smiles. People buying records, people talking to people, people interacting. Uh, and that's what this shit's all about, man. Yeah. You know. I agree totally on all, all accounts. Uh, great venue, too, the Mercy Lounge. I thought it was a really yeah, fun room. I like this one, but we got to change because I can't cuss here. That's why Ralph and I aren't performing tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't cuss, like, on stage. Right. Right. But fuck that shit. That's right. You hear <laughs> cussing here on the Cobra and Fires podcast. Yeah, we, yeah we, we're definitely a not-safe-for-work show. Right. So. Right. But Ralph and I can't do our shtick, so we, uh, we politely stepped down this year. You know, Chris and Zach kind of broke it to us, and we're like, you know what? 
Uh, this shit's about more than us. You know, it's about the other podcasts, even though we raise the most fucking money. Nobody else raised jack shit. Uh, just yeah, kidding. No. I, I, There's some I, other podcasts that raise You money. made up for it, though, with your, your entrance. Yes. Uh, yes. For those who, who can't, obviously you, the people listening can't see it, but you you and uh, Ralph both showed up with Vinnie Vincent makeup on. Yes, but you I'm were Vinnie wearing Vincent a dress. Now, in drag. Yeah, he's then, you're the now. Okay. Right, that's right. He's like the invasion, and I'm like the please get out of my house, uh, Vinnie Vincent. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> the please get out of my house, Vinnie Vincent. What do you think Vinnie's doing tonight? I mean, he's local, so. Uh, I don't know, but uh, it probably involves a dead dog, you know. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to come here like a pound puppy around my neck. Uh, you know, or yeah, that, that really would have brought the whole outfit together. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck that asshole. You know, I'm, I met Vinnie Vincent in 96, yeah. and he was a prick then. He's a prick now. He fucked over Chris Sinzak and Eric Camaro, so I could give a shit less. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of other great guests here today. It was amazing. Uh, you know, that, that turned up here. I think Ron Keel probably doubled his career today. He was like... Yeah. Yeah, because before this, he sold four records, and today he sold eight. Easily. I'm just kidding. No, I, I know. No, Ron Keel's great. We had him on the show. Nice guy. But not only Ron Keel, like, uh, you know, Troy Lucchetta, uh Paul Taylor from Winger... Uh, Mike Vissera, Erie Vaughn, uh, you know, the guys from Angel, Tora Tora. All these guys showed up today and were nice to the fans. And nobody pulled, like, some rock star bullshit. Like, everybody gets a picture. Yeah. Everybody gets to hang out. And uh, I think that's important, man. Kenny Olsen from Kid Rock's band. I mean, so many. He's great. Yeah. It's great, though, man. Yeah. it's nice to see in 2018 these many people come together that still remember this. Right movie, on, you know. So I'm very happy to be here. Me too, and it's 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 a step up from last year too. I mean, yeah, in well, every aspect, except for like you're not on stage swearing and interrupting every podcast uh, in the room. All right. That's next year. That's next year. Next right. year we will be back bigger and badder than ever. Because <laughs> I told Chris and Zach, I'm like, you want that money? Uh, we're gonna perform next year. <laughs> uh, Rock and Ron Runyon has been staying sober this entire time, so I think that's to his benefit. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, hey, Rock and Ron Runyon. What are you drinking? I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was Jagger. No, I was, was going to With a Metamucil chaser. I was going to say his wife's pissed, but it's his wife. All right. Yeah, Rock and Ron Runyon, man. That's, that's a VIP right here. Yeah. This guy gets all the pictures... All this shit, man. He's going to catch all the behind-the-scenes shit yeah. that you get to see on Decibel Geek TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave that passed out, motherfucker. Oh, you already got somebody passed out at your table. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's why I do cocaine, you know. <laughs> uh, I thought cocaine kept you awake. I know, I know, right? Oh, my God. But, no, it's great. It's a great weekend of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I've had no sex, but I've done a lot of drugs and rock and roll. You know? <laughs> I gave myself a hand job. Really? <laughs> Reminds me of your mother's high school band. Uh, no, this is great, man. Uh, I love being part of this. I love being part of your show. And uh, everybody coming together, man, having fun, buying records, man. That's, that's a great thing. I see a lot of people buying music. Even the vinyl selection's like up from last year. Yeah, dude, it's, it's incredible, man. And 
people with smiles on their faces. Absolutely. Everywhere. That's what I love. Everybody here has a smile on their face. Even I do, but that's gas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody buying records, having a good time, meeting fucking people they grew up listening to and hanging out with. And I'm so glad we can, you know, throw a party like this. And that's what it is. It's a great big party. Yeah, and bring all these people together. We right. met y'all last right. year, and now it's... And we can bring, like, fucking, like, 10 rock stars and 20 podcasts people have never heard. And we can have a great party. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's a lot of fun, man. They, it has benefited our show greatly from last year to this year and, and just seeing some of that. So so I appreciate the community that everybody's kind of, you know, helped in because, you know, you know, we're just trying to get in there too, you know, and uh, to, to, to be able to talk to people like you who have been doing it for a while. Do oh, have I'm nobody. The... I'm nobody. You're, you're a rock star. You're right. I, I see you. I see you on fucking Blabbermouth, and I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. When I saw that shit, uh, you did the Yuri Vaughn uh, interview, I saw that shit on Blabbermouth, man. I was so proud. Like, I know this asshole, and he's an <laughs> asshole. Uh, but, no, it means a lot to me that, that, you know, guys like you and Decibel Geek and other shows, you know, to see you guys cross over into mainstream shit uh, means a lot because you are the new MTV you know, you are the new uh, rock press, and that's great, you know, and uh, I'm very happy, very proud of you, very proud to call you a friend, and very proud to be on your show, brother. That, that, that was very sweet, Ian. Let's cheers to that. Uh, you have a drink somewhere? Yeah, you're right there. Yes, I do. All right. And right back at you, um, you know, I, I consider, consider you a peer, you know, someone that I, that I honestly, the sharpest fucking wit in podcasting. <laughs> uh, I think uh, is it uh, Chris calls you the Don Rickles of podcasting. That's that, true. That, that, that is a that's perfect. Just because I'm fat, though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. Now and the weird thing is that you only got two jokes, Sammy Hagar and your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah but but man, yeah. you know how to use those two jokes. One fucks you and one fucks you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> uh, any Sammy digs? I mean, we got to say something while you're on here. Oh yeah, fuck Sammy. Uh, it, but what's great though is. We had a great loyal listener tonight buy a Sammy Hagar record that we will destroy at the after party. And what I love about it is Sammy gets no money from the sale of said record, <laughs> and we get to keep it out of the hands of, of a, an impressionable child. <laughs> you know, that could hear this shit and think, that's okay. Like, you could be like, oh, there's only one way to rock, and this is it. We're like, no, we're going to take that out of your fucking hands. We were going to smash it, and uh, you were going to learn the joys of David Lee Roth. We, we are really into public service announcements at Coburn's yes, and Fire. Yes. We just exposed uh, the truth about lesbians on a recent episode, and now we have Ian Wadley yes. of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast saving children from Sam Hagar. Yeah, you need to do that shit, you know. Yeah. Look, look out for the children. Save the yeah. planet. Yeah. Save, save, save the eardrums. Look out for the children because somebody's got to fuck them. And who wants to fuck a Sammy Hagar fan, you know? Other than rocking around Runyon, that fucking pedophile. Let me ask you this. What's sadder, uh, a, a male Sammy Hagar fan or a, or a male Poison fan? Oh, mm, that's a good question. I, w- I would say uh, a Sammy Hagar fan is sadder. Uh, you know, because Poison, you know, at least you can jack off to that shit. You know, because that's some good-looking chicks. You know, you can pull one off and, like... Eh, you know, you know, you can let if your dad yeah. walks in and you're jacking off to the cover of fucking look what the cat dragged in, you can play that off. Yeah. But if you're jacking off to the cover of VOA, 
He he just knows you're a bitch. That's a valid breakdown of why it's. You know, I, I try to keep it real. Yeah, no doubt. Ian, thank you so much. Well, thank uh, you. I, I'm sorry to ruin your show for this long. Oh my God, you were the highlight last year, and you're going to be a highlight oh, this year too. Oh, well, thank you, thank yeah. you. You're an incredible liar. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. Check out Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you Available have, on Podbeans and iTunes and KTEL Records. If you can't fucking find it, you don't know how the internet works. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.